We are a community that relies on family, on ohana, whether by blood or by friendship. But like many others, my son's home burned down. My daughter's home burned down. I don't want to compare difficulties, but we have a little sense, Jill and I, what it's like to lose a home. Years ago, now 15 years ago, I was in Washington doing Meet the Press. It was a sunny Sunday. And lightning struck at home on a little lake that's outside of our home, not on a lake, a big pond, and hit a wire and came up underneath our home into the heating ducts, the air conditioning duct. To make a long story short, I almost lost my wife, my 67 Corvette. Internet friends, in previous videos, I've given you the timeline of the Maui fires. We've documented the events that took place the day of the fires, called out the cast of characters associated with the safety and protection of Lahaina, and discussed a string of strange coincidences and anomalies around this tragedy. While I'm recording this, I'm showing you the updated Google Maps view of post-fire Lahaina. A few weeks have passed since the last installment of this series. Since then, I've been compiling and saving important clips, and I wanted to take some time and interview some Lahaina residents, some of whom are internet friends who lost everything. Additionally, I wanted to wait for government response and see what would emerge. The population of Lahaina is reportedly around 13,000, and as of this week, a thousand people, including children, might still be missing. Here's what the Lahaina mayor said in response to questions of missing children. Are there children that have been found and is there any, any hesitance to announce that because that'll obviously just be a different level of heartbreak? I don't know. I wish yes, I you answer. do. How many children are missing? You know. I, I knew the answer to that. I'd be happy to answer that. You have no estimate as to how many so, children are missing? I guess Nothing? we can end this right now if you guys want. Sorry. This is one of the biggest questions that the people of Lahaina have, but you don't want to answer. It always takes one or two to ruin it for everybody. Please, this is our first time. It's not only all we can say that about you. You ruined it for everybody. You're welcome to say it. You're the media. You can say whatever you want. You're a disaster. The most department, okay? The first show is over. Yeah. So he's not gonna ask. He's not gonna answer my question. He's done. Thank you. Take pictures of me. There's no need for hacking. You're, you're with Maui police, right? Yeah, he's done with the press conference. I appreciate conference. your patience. Yeah. Get out of my way. Who are you? With the Maui police department. Okay, and what's my crime? You're literally pushing the me. The press conference is I over. I don't care. Can I just say that, yes, we all hate gotcha journalism, but this was not gotcha journalism. This was a legitimate question and concern of many. And the body language, tone, and treatment of these questions from these individuals is not reflective of... People who are saddened, shocked, or anything, they just look defensive. Like I mentioned in previous videos, it really looks like the Hawaiian Electric Company is going to take the blame for all of this. But one thing that needs to be said is that Hawaiian Electric wasn't responsible for not managing the dry tall grasses that served as an accelerant to the fire. Hawaiian Electric was not responsible for not sounding the sirens. Hawaiian Electric was not responsible for 
keeping the water from Lahaina during the fire's peak hours. Hawaiian Electric wasn't responsible for barricading the roads while people tried to flee, as reported by the Associated Press finally on August 24th, after many citizen interviews said that the roads were barricaded and blocked by police. And as far as I know, Hawaiian Electric wasn't responsible for the disaster crisis management in the aftermath. Let's take a closer look at some of the characters who were responsible for the aforementioned. Hawaii's government websites called Kaleo Manuel one of 200 inaugural Obama leaders. And the Obama Foundation said that Manuel believed that ancient wisdom will help save the earth. However, reports say that Manuel is blamed for delaying the state's permission to use water from the West Maui stream. His reluctance to act may have made it harder to save Lahaina from the wildfire. Manuel, who, quote, initially balked at West Maui Land Company's request for additional water to help prevent the fire from spreading to properties managed by the company, end quote, has now been reassigned. He's been reassigned by the state, not fired, and now is being actively defended by them. I had fire hose down at the fire hydrant down here where I was going to try to protect the house myself and uh, the fire hydrant was dry. There was no water. The hoses had no water. After a complaint that he delayed the release of stream water to fight the fires, Kaleo Manuel was reassigned from being the deputy in charge of the State Water Commission. That led to protests from environmentalists and Native Hawaiian water activists who see Manuel as key to fair distribution of water, including to Kuleana farmers. I'm really deeply concerned with how um, Kaleo Manuel is being treated in the media in particular, um, and some of the um, very nasty, I would say, racist in some cases, and anti-Hawaiian um, articles that have been written about him. Moving on to the next character, we have Maui Police Chief John Pelletier. I just wanted to make a quick mention of some things that have been pointed out about him. First thing, obviously, Pelletier was the police captain in Las Vegas during the 2017 Las Vegas shooting. That they totally covered up, by the way, and we never got a motive for the lone gunman that was allegedly the culprit. Two, on his LinkedIn, it says that he graduated from the FBI Academy. Usually when you graduate from the FBI Academy, you go to work for, I don't, gee, I don't know, the FBI? Mm-hmm. So is he the FBI stooge that serves as the police captain, police chief, and these major hot, hot points across the U.S.? I'm moving out of my town if he becomes the police chief here. What did stick out to me was this clip from 2022 where he had seven complaints filed against him from his staff. Maui Police Chief John Pelletier has been on the job for about seven months now and has racked up seven official work environment complaints. The employees who filed the grievances don't want to speak out because of fear of retaliation. It wasn't a leadership, it was a dictatorship. Former Maui Police Department Lieutenant William Hankins had more than 30 years of service under his belt. Hankins worked under five different chiefs, but says he retired early because of Pelletier, alleging the recently installed head created what he calls a hostile and toxic work environment from the very first meeting. Sounds like Pelletier cleaned house as soon as he got there. He got all the good guys to leave. Let's move on to more of how the government has handled the situation on an island where military presence was already high. And it should be noted that on a national level, there's been a total media blackout on this situation, which is why I wanted to document our findings on here. 
so much gets lost in the next big distraction. It's looking like it's going to be threat of virus lockdown next. So let's remember these important details because in my opinion, and not to fear monger, never to fear monger, okay? Just like I, we've been pattern, we've been establishing a pattern on this channel of fires, of lack of insurance, of climate change lockdowns, okay? It's all been predicted. Just based on the data we've accumulated on this channel, what has happened in Lahaina could happen in any one of our towns. So when in doubt, paint your roof blue, I guess. I told you in the last video that Good Samaritans were sneaking in supplies to Lahaina by boat because FEMA response has been abysmal. Even though Joe Biden was quote unquote laser focused, laser focused y'all, laser focused on getting Lahaina what they needed. You know, what they needed, anything under $700 per household, okay? However, it's been reported that over the last 10 days that Lahaina survivors are becoming sick from the government-provided drinking water. One citizen said, quote, we're experiencing now an issue with the water supply. We're being told that the water is not safe to drink. It's also not safe after boiling, which is quite frightening. And we don't know how long these restrictions are going to be lasting on the public. We're also hearing that the potable water being brought in by government officials is making people ill for whatever reason. FEMA confirmed on August 30th that they have no plans of giving more than $700 of aid per household. Let me reiterate, per household. So even if it was per victim, and it's not, but let's say it was. There's a population of 13,000 on Lahaina and that's $9 million in total government aid being given. But we cash billion dollar checks all day for Ukraine. I also wanted to include this video from this Hawaiian captain where he says he, he saw news of the fire and he went straight away to Maui to rescue people and deliver aid and some of his attempts to deliver aid were blocked. What I couldn't understand is that why did we have to bring supplies with the boats? Why did we have to transport supplies from Ma'alaya to Kahana by boat when everything was on trucks waiting at the roadblock to get in? When we delivered the next day, that night, I get a call from my friend Kamaivi Alkan. He tells me he's got nine pallets of food to go to the Kahana. So we took over nine pallets of food, water, supplies. Where was the county, where was the state, where was the Red Cross? There was no aid for the people there. You know, somehow, even though the government couldn't deliver clean drinking water, they couldn't deliver any water at all, by the way, while everything was burning down. They couldn't sound a single siren. They couldn't help these poor people while they were being burned alive. While all that is true, they weren't able to do any of that. Somehow, in the last couple of weeks, they were able to completely lock down Lahaina, they barricaded the city and they put up miles and miles of black fencing. And there's even reports of private police and military presence to double down on this total media blackout. And what is, in my opinion, a total cover up. On ensuring that the media and anyone else can't see what's going on here in Lahaina, West Maui. There are miles and miles of this black fence going up that was not here before that is obscuring ground zero and making sure no one can see what's going on inside of there from the road. No one can get in there. No one can take any pictures. And then I've also seen these weird foreign police cars showing up, these special police. What I, I'm not sure what to call them. This is a Nissan, but there's quite a large presence of these. To top it all off, they're spraying pink glue all over Lahaina. 
reported by NBC, quote, with more of the burn zones searched each day, the charred black earth and ash will soon turn pink as a water-based glue is applied to prevent winds and rains from kicking it up and running off into the ocean. The EPA says while the glue has not been used extensively on other wildfires, it's environmentally safe, naturally breaking down after about six months, or if it's physically disturbed by people walking on it, end quote. So my understanding of this is that they're spraying the ground pink with this pink glue for climate erosion purposes, and it's pink, so it indicates that the area has been investigated. Or I suppose, theoretically, hypothetically, allegedly, in the wrong hands, the area will be sprayed pink on what's been covered up and the crime scene contaminated in the name of climate change. But hey, it's just more being added on to the pile because they already admit that a lot of the evidence has been destroyed anyway. I know y'all probably want me to cover and ask questions like, how can a normal fire burn cars like this? Why are blue cars, blue roofs, and blue umbrellas left unburnt in the charred remains? But we covered a lot of that in previous videos, and I just want you to remember that Hawaii is a strategic location for the United States military, making it a huge target. And while there is a huge military presence in Hawaii, there is a huge push for investors and even governments to kick locals out of their homeland and use that land to transform it to a build back better situation. Lahaina is prime real estate and vultures are circling it as we speak. This concludes my entire series. I'm not gonna do, I'm probably not gonna do any more videos on this. I will probably put all three of my videos on Lahaina together in a comprehensive 30 minute video for a greater understanding. As always, our thoughts and prayers go out to those who were affected by this fire. We pray for justice and healing for all those who were wronged. And personally, I pray for discernment for all of those who have watched this go down. Thank you all so much for watching, internet friends. You know, I always look forward to your comments. Thank you for watching, subscribing, supporting my channel on Patreon, and purchasing my book, The Deep State Encyclopedia. Bye.